Well, it's so good to see this fine crowd this morning. Uh, we had a big crowd in the first service because we had a lot of parents who dropped off their kids this morning to go to city up until they stayed for church early. And uh, so we had a large crowd uh, in our first service. I was a little worried about this service, but look, great crowd. Uh, we're glad to have a new group uh, from St. Matthew's House in with us, and uh, we're glad to have them today. And then a lot of the guests that we have, uh, we are delighted uh, to have you. Well, two weeks ago, I preached a sermon about Cain and Abel. We talked about that in, in Genesis chapter 4, verse 7, where, where the Lord is speaking to, to Cain. And he said, Cain, if you do what is right... Won't you be accepted? He's talking about his, his offering that he had given to the Lord. But if you but if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. It desires you, but you must rule over it. God was warning Cain at that moment. He knew that, that sin was right there, ready to get in. If, if Cain opened the door of it, then we know the story Cain did. And guess what? Sin walked right in and took over in Cain's life. And so as we think about that, I want you to go a few chapters over and turn to Genesis chapter 6. When you think of Noah, Noah, what comes to mind? Flood, not mud. First service, they kept telling me flood, and I thought they were saying mud. I'm going, flood. Okay. What else do you think of when you think of Noah? Animals, ark, obedience, amen, rainbow, anything else? Love down here? Dove. See, I don't hear very well. Dove. Okay. All those things we think of when we think of Noah. Now, I want you to turn to the sixth chapter, and let's see what the Lord said to him, beginning in verse 9. Noah, I mean, Noah chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. You know they added that book in there, but uh, Genesis chapter 6, beginning with verse 9. These are the family records of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among his contemporaries. Noah walked with God. Noah fathered three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with wickedness. God saw how corrupt the earth was, for every creature had corrupted its way on the earth. Then God said to Noah, I have decided to put an end to every creature, for the earth is filled with wickedness because of Therefore, I'm going to destroy them along with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to make it. The ark will be 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. You are to make a roof. Finish the sides of the ark to within 18 inches of the roof. You are to put a door in the side of the ark. Make it with make it with lower, middle, and upper decks. 
Understand that I am bringing a flood. Flood waters on the earth to destroy every creature under heaven with the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish, but I will establish my covenant with you. And you will enter the ark with your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives. You are also to bring into the ark two of every living creature, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of everything, from the birds according to their kinds, from the livestock according to their kinds, and from the animals that crawled on the ground according to their kinds will come to you so that you can keep them alive. Take with, take with you every kind of food that is eaten. Gather it as food for you and for them. And Noah did this, and he did everything that God had commanded. Now we've read this story. You have read the story. You have had it taught to you if you were in Sunday school or vacation Bible school. One of the biggest stories is is Noah in the ark. Some of you have paintings or replicas or artists' renderings of the ark. We have different shapes. Brian, Brian Beer was showing me after the first service, him and his wife recently, I'm not sure when, uh, went to the ark up in Kentucky. You didn't know the ark was in Kentucky now. Uh, it floated over, but uh, um, there's a replica that was built. And uh, they were showing me some of the pictures, and and just you know, I, I tried to I tried to think of those dimensions, four hundred fifty feet long, seventy five feet wide. You know, as I tried to think of those dimensions, that pretty size, pretty good size boat, wouldn't you say? I mean, it's a, you know, you think of, of the achievement, but you know, here we find Noah. Now, you mentioned a moment ago some of his qualities. You mentioned that. In the scripture that we just read, the, the, it, it says there, according to the scripture, that he was righteous, he was blameless, and that he walked with God. Now, Barry, tell him what you said about his preaching ability in the first service. I did. I didn't set it up just right. I didn't set it up right. But I asked about Noah. And uh, what about us? How did we do that? That was a Okay, what was the hardest thing? Okay. okay. 120 years and nobody coming forward. Now let me tell you, that would be discouraging. What do you think? Preach 120 years. Your stats, zero. Zero. If you were a football coach, they'd have gotten rid of you after the first three years, right? Dr. Long would not be at stone. He must be doing something wrong. You know, think of Noah. We find that he was a man. Some would say he was a saint. But, and they would say that he was a saint because of what he Maybe not what he was up against, maybe, maybe so, but, but the ministry that he had. God looked around and he found a man that was worthy. Now, when you read these things about Noah, and you say, well, he, you know, some people say, you know, he's righteous, he's perfect, you know, he was a full man. You know, people said, maybe. Let me tell you, nobody's perfect and no one's perfect. 
But Noah was a man after God's own heart in the sense that he looked to God. He, he was different because he was a man of God. And because of, of being a man of God, God came to him and, and gave him the ministry. 120 years worth, if not more. He said, I want you to build an ark. Now, I mean, just thinking of that, just thinking of, of, of being asked by God to do something that just on the surface sounds ridiculous. I like to look at pictures, and, and I, I, I like to look at pictures, especially in Africa, of the landscape and, 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 and just the way, again, God's beauty. And God's beauty is in so many different places. But sometimes on some of those plains in Africa, you, 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 will, you will just see grass, and then all of a sudden everything is barren, and then all of a sudden there's one tree standing. And it's a beautiful tree, but nothing else is in the picture. It just, just nothing else. It just, and that tree just stands out all by itself. Guys, this is a picture of Noah in the sense that he was standing in God's faith when no one else was. In our world today, do you feel like sometimes it's like it was back in Noah's day? Where the wickedness is getting so... you It just gets to the point you don't want to listen to the evening news. You don't, because you know there's nothing uplifting. They're going to tell you how many have been killed. Now, you, you, you know what I'm saying. It just gets to the point that you... you the wickedness seems to be so rampant. But Noah stood the test of time. Noah could have said, well, everybody, just everybody's doing wrong. Is it going to matter if, if I do a little wrong as well? But you see here, he stood as the solitary saint. When everyone else had given in to the wickedness of that day, Noah stood tall in faith. Now, let me tell you, that is so difficult. It, when everyone, it seems at times to us that everyone around us is evil, to stand the test and stand strong in faith. Noah had this before him. And, and Noah prayed and looked, and as the scripture said, he was righteous. He, he, you know, and with all this pollution going on in the world, of the wickedness, the evilness, all of that, he stood strong. Now, he said, well, preacher, I, I, I just don't, that's hard. Well, yes, it is. And why would God, God ask me to do that? You see, I'm sure when people came over to Noah's house, <laughs> they had a lot of things, comments to throw at him. I'm sure they made fun of him. I'm sure he was ridiculed. But Noah believed his faith in God stronger of that faith in God than what the people said. You think about it. You think about what people are saying today. When you wrap it all up together. Oh yeah, it's wicked. It's but how much weight does it truly hold when you think of God? Well, when you think of God and you think of all this other, it means nothing. Now if we allow it, 
it could come and seem so big. But when you put God back in the picture, it means. Noah stood as that saint. He stood as that one that, that was there. And you know what? There is a need for that today. I know it seems like our world is, is just coming apart at the seams. Even if it's just that we need people today who know where the brake is. If you had someone on a bus and he was driving, wouldn't you hope that he knew where the brake was? In our world today, we need people who believe in Jesus Christ, who are going to stand for Jesus Christ, who are going to be righteous in His sight, who are going to strive to be perfect just to show the world that there is a difference and that we do need people who are praying today. We do need people who believe in Jesus Christ. You see, through the years, the Christian church has stood up and shared a difference have shared Jesus Christ. Not everybody has accepted, accepted it, but a lot of people have. And it slowed down the wickedness in our world. If the church gives up completely, if we as individual Christians give up completely, the wickedness will grow and rapes we can't even imagine. That's why we must stand up. We might seem like the only tree standing in miles. And not that we're perfect, but we're standing for what we believe in, in Jesus Christ. That's what Noah did. Did he get ridiculed? Oh, yes. Did he get made fun of? Oh, yes. But for 120 years, he stood there. He stood there. Proclaimed the truth. But even when people didn't want to hear it, he, he proclaimed that. But we find that even in that time, the corruption and the violence, the violence became so, you just, it just, even in Noah's day, the violence became so severe. It was like two wild beasts attacking each other and the, and the raw and, the, and, and just how terrific it was. And, but Noah kept his gaze on God. And he kept it there. God was also looking during that time. And God was putting together his plan. We also find that even though the world was becoming rotten, the corruption was growing. Things were defiled. Things were being destroyed. We find that God had a plan. Sin had its part. I read this statement. I had to read it a couple times to fully understand it. Sin is death in the making. Death is sin finished. Sin is death in the making. If we're sinning, what is the penalty of sin? Death. Sin is death in the making. If death has happened, sin. You know, as we think about that, the ark is always shown above and along with the flood. But we find because of Noah's, because of Noah's obedience, obedience, he did what the Lord commanded him. It wasn't easy. 
technically what, 450 feet long, 175 feet wide. Can you imagine trying to put that together today? Can you imagine trying to put the ark together today? And no power to it. Blood would have to Yeah, it was Okay. Can you imagine putting that together? You know, just, just the thought of that. Obedience. Doing what the Lord said. It, it tells us by faith, no, we're dead. But you know another verse that came to mind when I was thinking of this? It's in the New Testament. Over in the book of Philippians. Chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. And in Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, you find these words that says, Do everything without grumbling and arguing, so that you may be blameless and pure children of God who are faultless and crooked and perverted generation, among whom you shine like stars in the world. Shine like stars. You see, Noah was an example. And even though he was ridiculed and the people tried to put him down, they couldn't. And when we have our faith in God, even though things get tough, we are those stars. You see, we are those stars that, yeah, they would, the, the world would like to get rid of us, but not in the sense that we're saving the world, but because of our faith in God and we are representing God, it still shows that there's hope in this world. So Noah prepared his heart. He was that refuge that God wanted him to be. Now, Amazing, only the animals had refuge in the ark. Guys, I want you to realize something. There was a promise made that God would not destroy the earth like this ever again. But is the wickedness still around today? Yes. You know what has been provided for us? Not an ark, but the blood of Jesus Christ has been our refuge, our ark. You might say, float us away, take us away to deliver us. And so I want you to see that, that God has provided for them and God has provided for us. But you know, a lot of times we get caught up in this and we're living this life and the, this life that we have been given is, is limited. And are we living just for this life or are we living for Noah, I believe, put his emphasis. Yes, he had a wife, he had family, he had children, they had wives. But he also was living for the future. And when you're thinking that way, you start thinking differently. When you start thinking that, hey, I'm not just about now, but I'm I'm building the things that will come in the future. Well, we found out. When the future has become the present, are we prepared to that? 120 years. I'm sure there were those that had mocked Noah who had died. Their children grew up. They had mocked Noah. But I wonder, I wonder when that first raindrop fell. I wonder if people went, And the second, and the third, 
Don't you think when it was up to their ankles, something started happening? You know, sometimes I hear people say, well, preacher, I hear it one day there'll be a trumpet in the sky. I just I just can't imagine that. I said, let me tell you something. Just because you can't imagine it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. All these people were convinced that there never would be a flood. And guess what? There was a flood. There was a flood. And it wiped out mankind as we know it except those Well, preacher, why, why preach this? I know at times in this world it gets so difficult that you feel like, preacher, just, I just feel like giving up. There's just no use. I feel like sometimes it's just a few of us and, you know, what impact are we having? Let me tell you, you're having a lot. Because first of all, we must continue to be that lighthouse, that star, that tree that stands for what is good. For what the Bible says, not for our own edification, but for the edification of God. So to let people know that there's hope. Remember the children of Israel? I mean, they were they, they, so many times did so many times they failed. But there was always a remnant, and God always provided a way for them to come back, and they would get back, get on their feet, doing good, and then boom. God still offering hope. God is still putting out his hand. The rain hasn't begun the second time in the sense that there will be a day when the trumpet shall sound. And when that trumpet sounds, I believe that's a day. I believe that is a day that will happen. It's not a myth. It's not some story. There's a day coming. Just like the rain was coming. It would be a day when Christ comes again. You think of how many people have heard preachers preach and friends preach to them and they scoff you and look at you and say, you're crazy, I can't believe you're wrapped up in all of that. But there's a day coming. Guys, let's continue to have faith in God and stay strong in what we believe in. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, Lord, I just pray we would continue to look to you, strength and need. Or there are times when it seems like we're out there by ourselves. We feel like, or there's just no hope, that there's just nothing that's happening. Lord, may we see that we would have faith to keep on preaching, to keep on talking, to stand the test of time, to be that tree, to be that star, to be that lighthouse, whatever it is, People not see us, but see you. <clears throat> and that you are the beginning and the end. The Alpha and the Omega. Or may we see that it's all about you. Lord, I ask this in your sense. We invite you to stand so we see. Uh, and uh, we standing down front and we would love to pray with you if there's a matter. Or you can come to the altar here and 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 use that time to